This podcast is presented to you by Pastor Steve Vickers in Christian Life Church in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit ChristianLifeChurch.com. Well, they have a wonderful time back there in Kid Life, and uh, they, uh, the fact that my son is the uh, creative di- director here at the church kind of gives Kid Life an advantage because they got a promo uh, right before I speak. But they are doing a great thing back there, and if you want to get involved, it's a great, opportun- uh, great uh, place to give yourself and begin to serve uh, in the things of God. But also, you're going to find, in a little while, you're going to meet a lot of wonderful people that have a lot of opportunities where you can plug in, no matter who you are, where you are, whether you love Jesus or are just interested to find out if he's real, no matter where you are, we've got a place for you. And we don't, you don't have to jump through hoops. You don't have to try to prove that you're holy. You will find a place where there is a, a welcoming group of people who love you and will care about you and get to know you. And you can begin to do something and know that you're helping make a difference in this church. Now listen, look at me. Listen to me. Look around. You see all these empty seats? You know, there was a day when you couldn't find a seat. And we want that day back. But it's going to be with a whole new crop of people. Are you listening to me? Because God doesn't put the old crop back in the ground again. All right? There's going to be those that, there are those of you that have been here a long time and thank you, you're standing with me. You're in the foxhole helping me and we're going to build something new. But I'm going to tell you what, we're going to start seeing a lot of new faces coming in as we already have been and more and more. But you know what? Don't sit by and wait to see what happens. Why don't you get on board and help me make it happen? You know, there are people that, listen, there are people that watch things happen. There are people that make things happen. And then most people wonder what's happening. Which one are you? The only ones that make a difference, the only one whose life really counts and who is doing something besides taking up air and space are those that are making things happen. Don't go through life wondering what's happening because, you know, it's like a person like, they're never quite caught up with where their life is supposed to be. Don't sit around wondering. They're like the person's not sure which bus to catch at the bus stop. And before you know it, the, route, the buses quit running and they're still standing there. You know, it's better to get on the wrong bus you can get off and get on the right one than to stand there all day and watch the buses go by. All right? Get in and make something happen. We need every one of you. Let me read some scripture to you. In verse, Ephesians 4, it says this, Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. See, those are the gifts that Christ gave to the church, and I am one of them. I am, I didn't call myself. As a matter of fact, I didn't feel worthy of being called. I remember when my pastor, who I adored and was honored every time I just got around him, I watched how he walked, I watched how he talked. Of course, I watched how he was when he preached, but... I watched everything about him. I remember I'd be standing watching him talk to people and and I'd look at him and I'm not kidding. There was times I felt like there was, you know, one of those auras around the head like, you know, you see in pictures and 
Oh, that's before your time, Encyclopedia Britannica and all that. They'd have holy people and, you know, a, a painting that they would do of the old mystics and stuff, you know. And I remember I, I'd listened to his voice and I hung on every word he said, whether he was preaching or just talking to somebody. I loved him so much and I'll never forget the, the Wednesday night at service and I was working. They put me to work and I was, had just come in the church. And I was back helping. I didn't do any teaching, but I was helping with some boys called, uh, they had a thing called Royal Rangers, kind of like Boy Scouts. And, and I would, all I did was on Wednesday nights is I just kept them from tearing up the place and tried to keep them from, you know, burning down the room we were in while the teacher, the leader, was actually trying to teach them something, you know. And so I went after Denise singing the choir, and I went and sat down uh, on one of the pews, had pews in a little church, and Denise had choir practice after service, and the pastor came over and sat by me, and he said, Steve. And I was honored that he came over and sat by me. I didn't even think I was that important. And when he sat down beside me, it made me nervous. And uh, I didn't know if maybe I was in trouble. And he sat down, and he said, Steve. His voice was very loving and kind. He said, Steve, son, when are you going to answer the call of God. Well now, you got to understand, I didn't know Christianese. I couldn't speak it well. I wasn't fluent in it. But I didn't understand the term call, but something inside me knew what he was talking about, to go in ministry for Jesus. And he said, when are you going to answer the call? And I looked at him and I said, Pastor, I can't do that. I've done too many wrong things. I said, you don't understand. I've done everything in the book. And I said, I'm, I can't. I'm guilty. And I said, I just want to make it to heaven. I'm just glad Jesus had come into my heart. And I said, so I can't preach. I'm not good enough for that. And he put his hand on my shoulder. And he said, son. He said, Jesus has made you new. And he said, God is going to use even all the wrong that was done you did in your life. God's going to use it and make you a flame of fire for him. I didn't understand all that. But you know what? I didn't feel worthy. But I'm going to tell you what. Getting involved and starting to do something for God, when I got busy... All of a sudden, I started to grow. And so God called me into one of these things. And says, the people that are like me and like others in this room uh, that are on staff and others, you know, pastors and other prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, apostles, their responsibility is to equip God's people. Now, that's you. See, some of you are God's people now. Some of you are going to be God's people. And you don't realize it, but you're going to be because you're standing on a slippery creek bank. You get around the things of God before you know it, you're into them. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do His work and build up the church. Build up one another, the body of Christ. Now let me just give you a hint here. If you ever get around people that are criticizing and attacking and talking against the church, separate yourself. 
Because they are people with a root of bitterness. They're angry, they're hurt, or they're just plain mean. But stay away from them. You don't want to be around people that are that way. Because God loves His church. Listen to this. When those people are doing their work of building up the church and building up the body of Christ, that's you, then we will no longer be immature like children. In other words, as you and I, as every one of you get busy doing your job, it causes the church to grow up mature. You see, we always thought, you know, a lot of people think, well, if the teacher, the preacher would teach a good message, then our church would grow up. That is not what the Bible says at all. The Bible says we grow up by getting busy. By doing something for God. As you get busy for God, you grow up in God. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown around by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies. So clever they sound like the truth. Deceiving and wrong doctrines and all that kind of stuff. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of His body, the church. He makes His, now listen, He makes His whole body fit together perfectly. Jesus will make us fit together. Some people have said to me, how is this going to work? Some have said to me, it's not going to work. You can't have a racially mixed church in Montgomery, Alabama, and play that kind of music. It's not going to work. And I, you know what? I'm just going to, I say, well, I'm going to follow God. And let Him sort out the details. And you know what? The Bible says that Jesus will cause us to fit together perfectly. I don't want anybody to stay because, you know, that hates what's going on. I mean, I'm not being mean, but I mean, if you don't like it, then I understand. And I don't want you to feel like you got to stay. All right? You need to be where you love and you're comfortable and you think, I love this. Well, no, scratch that term comfortable. The Bible says, woe to them that take their ease or find comfort in serving God. We need, in other words, we can't be in a lazy boy serving God. We've got to be on the battlefield. But I don't want people feeling like, well, we've got to back the pastor. We've got to be here. No. Listen. If you don't like the changes and you just cannot handle it, I understand. And I love you. And I honestly do. And it's not a choice of choosing between you and someone else. I'm just going to obey what I feel is right in my heart. Because at the end of the day, when my life is over, I stand before Him, not before anybody else. And so I've got to follow that. And please give me the grace to understand. I'll give you, you know, okay, I understand that, Pastor. All right? But if you're here and you say, I can't stand it then do one of two things. I mean, do this. Tell the Lord, say, God, either change my heart and get me to fall in love with what you're doing there or give me a new church home. And whichever way, I will bless you. But you know, I know the direction we're going. We're going this direction. And here we go. So all of you want to come with me? Let's go. And those that don't, I love you anyway. I'm never... I stop loving. I love you and there's nothing you can do about it. All right? And I hope you do the same for me. Now listen, he makes his whole body fit together perfectly as each part. Somebody say, that means me. 
Come on, some of you cheated. Look at somebody say, it means you too. That's right. See, he says, as each part. Now listen, you think you can hide and Jesus doesn't know you're coming here? He knows where you are. As each part does its own, I notice the next two words, special work. Some of you may think, well, that's, that's not, not a big deal. I tell you, with the guys standing out there in the parking lot, hey, how you doing today? Man, today's going to be a great day. You might look and say, well, that's not real special. I'm telling you, it sure is. Because that could have changed the, the demeanor, the attitude. That right there, that greeting could have broken something off of somebody's life. That when they come in, their heart is open to receive worship and the Word in Jesus Christ. See, we all work together. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow. In other words, as you and I do our part, everybody else gets, we all grow together. So that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Let me read it out of the Message Bible here. Jesus handed out gifts above and below, filled heaven with his gifts, filled earth with his gifts. He handed out gifts of apostle, prophet, evangelist, and pastor, teacher. Now listen, let me tell you something. I teach pastors all the time. Uh, and one thing, just about every week I'm teaching, working with pastors. Uh, and one thing I continually tell them, it's all right to preach, but if you're a pastor, God didn't call you to preach, He called you to teach. Because your people don't just need to be stirred. Every once in a while, you want to stir them, but you better give them some meat. You better give them some food. The shepherd is to feed the flock, not shout at the flock. And the, important, the people don't need to be stirred. And see, because too many preachers, they are motivational speaker. And that's good. We all need to be inspired and motivated at times. Or, you know, they just stir up people rather than teach people. Because, see, after you get stirred, you still got to have some solid understanding of the truth of God's Word, or you're not going to get anything accomplished. You're still going to be in the same fix you're in. You're still going to be bound by the same things. Your life is still going to be as messed up as it was before. You know, and so uh, it's like a pep rally at an AA meeting, you know. Uh, yeah, you can get them all stirred up, but similarly, you've got to give them some information, help them come out of their thing, their problems, their bondages. So a pastor, and I teach pastors this. As a matter of fact, all those that are under me, that I am their pastor, when I say under me, it's a, you know, just there is a hierarchy in the kingdom of God. All right? There's a structure to it, just like in the military, a family, or anything else. But those that are submitted to my leadership, I tell them absolutely they have to teach. And I'll say, if you cannot teach, you're not a pastor. Maybe you're an evangelist or a prophet. But as a pastor, you're to teach the people. So let me just say, if this is your church, or if you decide to go to another church somewhere, don't seek out somebody that stirs you with their preaching, because that's not going to change your life. It is the Word of God and not excitement that is going to change you. Jesus said, we will live by every word, not by every emotion but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And we have need of teaching. 
God's people must be taught. And I love the way the Message Bible says it. It doesn't say pastor and teacher. It says pastor teacher. And that is what the gift of a pastor is. They're going to be, they have a dual gift of pastor and teacher. To their, or their, their responsibility is to train Christ's followers in skilled servant work, working within Christ's body of the church until we're all moving rhythmically and easily with each other, efficient and graceful in response to God's Son, fully mature adults, fully developed within and without, fully alive like Christ, no prolonged infancies among us, please. In other words, don't be a baby too long. Will not tolerate babes in the woods, small children who are an easy mark for imposters. God wants us to grow up to know the whole truth and tell it in love, like Christ in everything. We take our lead from Christ, who is the source of everything we do. He keeps us in step with each other. His very breath and blood flow through us, nourishing us so that we will grow up healthy in God, robust in love. Now, let me tell you. We have a vision here for Christian Life Church. We have a vision to, to build up a body of people who are followers of Jesus Christ, fully committed followers of Jesus Christ. Our target group, now hear me, our target group is not people from other churches. Our target group that we're after is those who are, do not go to church and who are far from God. Those are the ones we're after with all of our heart. And we're going to reach them. And the day will come when God, this house will be filled to overflowing. And they'll say, we need a bigger place. And I'm going to tell you what. Christian Life Church has a place in this city. But for us to accomplish it, there's three things I need you to commit to. And I'm going to close with this. Three things I need you to commit to. There are very simple things that we at Christian Life Church ask you to commit to. And we're passionate about these three things. Number one that you commit to faithfully attend services. Listen, don't be lackadaisical about get, coming to church, being in church. The Bible says don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together because though, when we get away, you say, well, I've heard the teaching and I know. It's not just that, my friend. There is something that happens when we come together. What if you, as a husband, were never around your wife but just once in a very seldom? There's, you say fondness or uh, 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 separation makes the heart grow fonder? I'm telling you, it does not. It opens a door for other things. It opens a door for other things. All right? God wants you in His house. Get in the house. Be here. Get up on Sunday morning and come to service and be here. That's what we ask of you so we can do this together. Number two, we ask you to give your tithes and offerings. Commit to give your tithes and offerings. Don't hold it back. You're not holding it back from us. You're holding it back from God. Do that. And number three, serve on one of our teams. Serve on one of our teams. Get involved and serve on one of our teams. All right? Now, obviously, the beginning place for all of this is a commitment of your life to Jesus Christ. That's the beginning place. That's where you start. And if you're here today and you've never committed your life to Jesus Christ, then that's where you need to start. By just saying, Jesus, I give you my life. You say, do I really need to do that? There is something about it. When you make that commitment, God's given us the authority that we govern ourselves. That's the way God made us. 
And he will not force himself in our lives. But if you're here and you've never committed your life to Jesus, then I invite you today to, make, to surrender your life to Jesus Christ. That is the beginning point. It's the greatest moment in your life. We have a place called the First Step right over here. Some, some of the guys, some ministers and elders on staff will be there and they'll pray with you. If you've never committed your life to Jesus and made that personal commitment, we invite you that as soon as people are dismissed, we invite you to go in there and talk with someone and say, I need to commit my life to Jesus Christ. Maybe you're here and you did years ago and you've gotten into other things and you've gotten away from God and, and you need to come back home. You need to reestablish your relationship with God. Then go to that room too and just tell them, say, you know what? I once served God, but now I need to do it again. I need to get back. And they'll be glad to pray with you. Let me pray with you right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this people, for what you're doing in this church, Lord Jesus. And I commit Christian Life Church into your hands. I commit this people, the future and all of it, into your hands. God, your will be done. I pray for you to, to set a fire deep down in our soul for the things of God. Set us on fire like Samson did the foxes and release us into the fields to catch the world on fire with the message of Jesus. And God, those that have never committed their life to you, I pray that right now you would speak to their hearts. I bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information, visit ChristianLifeChurch.com.